0: Assalamu alaikum, peace be with you, you're listening to Cup of Parenting podcast and I'm your host Aisha, a paediatric speech and language therapist, mum of seven and parenting coach here in the UK. When we did our mandatory training in the NHS, one of the trainers came in one day and we did a section on health and safety. And she asked all of us in the room to tell her who the most important person was, just in our immediate family. And we had to go around the room and say who we thought it was. And most people like me said, well, our children are the most important. Um, Some people who didn't have children might have said their husband or their wives. And she told us that we were all completely wrong. And this was because you are the most important person, she said, and what she meant was, If you're not 100% well and looking after your own self first and putting your own needs first, then how can you possibly look after those around you in your job and in your normal daily lives as well? And this sort of concept also relates to, if you think about it, if any of you have travelled, most of us have gone on an aeroplane at least once in our lifetime and they do the safety training at the beginning. And you'll be aware that they tell you in the case of an emergency, the oxygen masks will come down. And what do they say? They always say put your own mask on first so then you're in a position to help those around you, including and especially children. They never ever say put the mask on the children first. And this is the concept of self-care. Not being selfish, but actually looking after your own self. So that you're then in a really good position to look after those that are important to you and those that are around you. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuhu Welcome to episode 27. So today inshallah we're going to be talking about self-care and how we can practice self-care from an Islamic perspective. So first of all, what is self-care? Like, What's the actual definition? There's several organisations and researchers who have put together a definition. So if you go to the WHO, the World Health Organisation, they define self-care as the ability of individuals and families and communities to promote health, to prevent disease and to maintain their health and cope with any illnesses and disability with or without the support of a healthcare provider. Okay, so this includes anything that can help you in terms of keeping yourself care of. So things like hygiene, nutrition, seeking medical care when you need it and all these individual steps that an individual can take in order to make sure that they are healthy. They're managing their own health and they're managing their own well-being as well. Now as a Muslim how can we do this? First and foremost Allah tells us in the Quran that verily in the remembrance of Allah do hearts find ease. So we need to make time every day for ourselves to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, especially when you're feeling stressed and overwhelmed and that can really relax you. And this can bring you closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as well and bring peace to your life. So that you are in a position then to really feel like you're 100% so that you can then have a healthy relationship with everybody around you, and you can go about doing your parenting tasks, or even your general tasks in your everyday life. So another thing that we can do is, Allah says in the Quran in Surah Ibrahim, be grateful and I will give you more. Now everyone can be grateful. We once did an exercise in the mosque with them, the ladies of my study circle, and I remember going around and saying to each of them, that can you just say one thing that you're grateful for? And everybody's completely varied, but everybody had something. So despite all the hardships and the difficulties we all go through on a day-to-day basis, there is something that you should always, uh, we, we should all always be grateful for. Okay, if you live in the West, you've got a house, you've got a car, you don't worry about your house being bombed, you don't worry about the lives of your children, This is like huge things to be grateful for because in some parts of the world, this is other people's reality on a daily basis. Okay, so um, SubhanAllah, in the recent earthquake, many of you would have seen the footage of the children that were being pulled, um, you know, alive from the rubble, both in Turkey and in Syria. And SubhanAllah, one thing that really struck me was how grateful they were. How grateful they were and some of the things that they were saying. Okay, so this is the level of gratefulness that we should have to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala all the time. Okay, another one is to be really aware of your self. Really be aware of your own health before it becomes worse. Okay, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran that surely Allah does not change the condition in which the people are until they change it within what is in themselves. Okay, so you really need to be aware of yourself what's going on around you, how you're feeling. Don't let it get to that point where things have gotten so bad, you don't know what to do and you're really, really sick or you're really ill or you're really unwell and then it's you can't do your daily life uh, things in your daily life and then you can't um, really function properly as a person. So what I mean is when things get really bad, try and get medical advice or advice from family and friends, whatever it is that you need to do. Take some time out and go and do it. So whether you need to take a break from your work, whether you need to take a break from a particular thing that you're doing, just take some time out. And if you need to seek professional help and intervention, you need to do that. Or if there's other people that can do it for you, you need to allow them. The first stage there would be acceptance and asking for help and reaching out. And I would say that if you're in a position where you can see somebody else is in that position where they really need help, ask them, just drop them a message, give them a call, ask them if they're okay. You'd be surprised sometimes people put on, um, you know, this picture that everything's going really well in their lives and they're really happy, but from, you know, from inside, they're really struggling and they're really upset and things aren't working out for them, but they're just waiting for somebody to come along and ask them if they're okay. So maybe you can be that person. Another important point is to train yourself to stay calm. SubhanAllah. This is an easy thing to say, but the Prophet once said to a man who who asked, advise me, he said, do not become angry and furious. The man asked the same again and again. And in each case, the Prophet replied, do not become angry and furious. And in my parenting, this is a really important point that we talk about in quite a lot of detail because Islam's taught us how to calm ourselves down when we do get angry, you know, drinking the glass of water, sitting down, um, saying i will be less so it's really important because when you're in a state of anger you're using a part of your brain which isn't thinking um logically okay and sensibly and you can imagine as a parent and i always tell my parenting students if you're angry and the child's angry then neither of you are using the correct part of your brain so you're actually reacting quite emotionally which leads to Bigger arguments, bigger problems with neither of you. So having a solution, you just you end up both feeling upset. So this is another really important point is to try and stay calm. And this will help you in the long term because it's part of self care. It's part of maintaining your own emotional regulation in how you respond to other situations. The reason this is important is because on a day to day basis, there will be things that anger you and upset you, but sometimes you can't control them at all, but you can control yourself. You can't always control what another person says, what another person does. You know, even if you're driving outside, say for example, and another driver does something, you can't go in their car and control what they're doing. You can just control yourself though. You can, as a Muslim subhanAllah, you can you utter can du'as or you can say adhkar to calm yourself down, but also try and react in in a calm manner. That's another important thing. And then you're teaching your children to do the same as well. Also remember the states of a believer. Believer is always in two states. You're either patient or you're in a state of gratitude. When things are difficult and when things are not going so well, you'll be patient, right? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves those who are Sahabir and you know, the patient ones. So always think of things to be grateful for. Okay? When when um when when you've got everything going on fine and you're not struggling think of things that you should be grateful and thankful for to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but conversely if things aren't going well and you are upset or you're struggling or you're going through something in your life that's actually really difficult right now and it's putting pressure on you it's keeping you up at night the only thing you can't do in this situation is to seek help from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in those quiet moments in the moments when it's really good to do dua in your prayers okay always be patient, but also ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows what's in your heart. Okay, but if everything is okay, alhamdulillah, and you're not particularly stressed or upset about anything, then always practice gratitude um, as a believer as well. And and we know the famous hadith, how excellent are the affairs of the believer. If everything is good for him, um, you know, he's thankful to Allah and if adversity falls on him, he preserves patiently, so all is good for him. Another really important thing you can do is watch what you eat. Now, why am I talking about food? This might sound a bit odd, but food can have a powerful effect on your emotions. Okay. And some people even say that they comfort eat when they get upset and when they get stressed, which obviously isn't good. Um, and, and it does have an impact, a negative impact. Also, when you eat unhealthy foods, which I'm guilty of, we're all probably guilty of that to some extent we live in a fast-paced society where sometimes you're on the go and you just grab what's easily and readily available so a lot of processed food a lot of food with sugar in it and you don't really think about it because it gives you a quick boost you do what you need to do you carry on till you feel really hungry again so we do really need to take care of ourselves in in respect of what we eat try and obviously eat fresh fruit and vegetables as much as you can and just fresh food in general um, freshly prepared food rather than going for the other option, which obviously sometimes you have to because you're busy or you're out and about and that's okay. But I'm talking about generally in the long term and with it coming up to Ramadan, this is also something that we really need to think about and that we can plan. And with regards to this Islamically, there's a hadith in which it says, a human being feels no worse vessel than his stomach. It's sufficient for a human being to eat a few mouthfuls, to keep his spine straight but if you must fill it then a third of food should be filling your tummy a third for drink and a third for air i.e keep a third empty as well so don't just eat and eat and eat and stuff yourself till you've got no space left inshallah and i would just want to finish off by saying if you feel like your health is so bad um, you know in terms of anything that we've mentioned today that you do need to seek medical advice please do so you must, must look after yourself and go out and seek professional help if you need to, insha'Allah. Hope you found these tips useful and insha'Allah I will see you next time. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi